Welcome to the Rob Bailey Show. So today we talk about my career in porn. Oh yeah. I thought it was finally time to come out and actually discuss working in the porn industry. And that's what today's episode's about. We also talk about taxes, um, school. We talked a lot about school. Um, what? Yeah. We talked about me doing porn. No, we didn't. Oh, you said you didn't do porn. No, don't tell them that. Oh. 10, 9, 8, yeah. 7, 6. What's up, man? We're on already? Yeah. We're getting good at this. Or you're getting good. I just well, I just leave it set up all the time and no one else touches it, so. I'm a podcast producer, bro. Add it to the resume. <sighs> Wait, do I have a resume somewhere that I don't know about? No, but you sh- do you Can you imagine? One? Do I need? What do you mean, do I need one? I don't know if people... You don't necessarily need them a lot of times anymore. But what do I need a resume for? That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm trying to take out a loan right now, and they sort of need my resume. And it's called my tax returns. Oh, that's what they want. P and L's and tax returns. That's not good stuff. It's my resume. Yeah, I guess if that's what they need. Do you have a resume? No. Do you have a portfolio site Mm-mm. that I don't know about? No. All right. I think when I applied here, I just sent you like. Yeah. I showed you stuff on my phone. I had like a Behance account. Uh, so I only like one thing in it, I think. Yeah, I think it was the Breaking Bad photo. It was right? the Breaking Bad illustration, yeah. Yeah, that was featured on Abizito, which was. I liked it site. because you didn't use Live Trace. Can we talk about. So, do you want to just make this episode about Live Trace? Okay. Okay. I don't know. The, so, oftentimes I tell people to run into traffic. Okay. If you use Live Trace. Wait, you have to explain what Live Trace is. No, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, a lot of people. I don't, don't have to do anything. Should I if you <laughs> use that and then you use it as artwork to put on walls or to pretend that you're an artist, mm-hmm. run into traffic. I'll give a quick breakdown of what Live Trace is. <laughs> Live Trace is a, a tool on uh, Adobe Illustrator that if you bring an image in the Illustrator, you click Live Trace, you can te- tweak some of the settings, which not a lot of people even do. And then it essentially vectorizes your photo. If you don't know what a vectored photo is, then Google it. Because this is not an episode where I teach you design. You're going to be a design teacher. You should do tutorials. Did you ever think you were going to be a teacher at some point? Did I ever think I was going to be a teacher? Yeah. Well, I'm a teacher now. Oh. I have a mentorship group, so yeah. But did you ever think you would be like a teacher teacher? Like in a classroom? Yeah. No. Because the, the problem is... I wouldn't be able to deal with, with asshole kids. Yeah. They'd be like, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, you've done literally nothing in your life. There's a lot of them. Run into traffic. You know what was annoying in college was, even in college, you can pick what you do. And then even in the design program, there were still people that like didn't want to be there. It's like, you chose to be here. Yeah, I remember that. So I think... High school is different because like, you have to go to high school. You, well, have you don't to, right? have to, but so like, the weird you thing, go. When I went to art school for a little bit, so I went to play football and I went for nutrition... And then I dropped out, and then I was like, I want to go to art school. And I went to art school for like a year. You but, went to the Philadelphia Institute. Yeah, right? but the difference was 
I, I really, really wanted to do it. And mm-hmm. I tried some other things first, right? Like I tried nutrition and, all, and shit like that. And um, I realized, like, no, I want to be an artist. So they're going to teach me what I need to know, mm-hmm. um, which I really only had like one or two teachers that actually taught me. Mm-hmm. The rest were like a completely waste of time. Was this like, at Westchester or an institute? Uh, this was the institute. Okay. So like teaching you things that like you don't need to know, right? But like missing the thing. Well, teaching things like uh, how do you figure out how big this logo should be and where it goes? Mm-hmm. And then like breaking down mathematical equations. And it's like, listen, if you can't just look and figure out what the padding should be on this. Then you're not an artist. Then you're not a real artist. Mm-hmm. But they, I guess they had to teach people that weren't real artists or else whatever. How to be. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> So there's a couple of real teachers, but that's one of the biggest things I realized was I was, I, now I had debt from Westchester. Mm-hmm. So Westchester, I had a partial scholarship for football. So I probably had like $25,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then when I went to the art Institute, I didn't qualify for anything. So that was $26,000 a year. And the Institute was? Yeah. So I was paying for it. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I was doing the math of I'm working full time. $26,000 a year. If I go here for four years, that's a hundred and fucking $12,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, or $104,000 plus my $25,000. So I was like doing the math on, um, how in you were going to, what, be. what it costs too, yeah. Right. Like I actually even figured out like, okay, cool. What does, what does an hour of school cost? Cause we were mm-hmm. going an hour once a week or whatever, you know, for drawing. So like I would walk into the class with the math already fucking done being like, cool. This one hour costs me seven hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. When you go in, and that's a scary and, way to. But think you about as a it. kid, right? You as a kid walking into a college course, mm-hmm. and if you break down the fucking math and you say, "Okay, this class right here costs me seven hundred and fifty dollars," me personally, that I have to pay for for the rest of my life, and then you really critique what the teacher's teaching you, and you realize that, like, oh my god. I did not just get $750 worth of fucking value out of this hour, right? Or when the teacher would show up late and be like, oh, I was stuck in traffic. Be like, I just paid $250 fucking Mm dollars for you to be stuck in fucking traffic. And now you owe me still $500 of knowledge. And then in art school, (laughs) them teaching you how to, them teaching you for $500 how to use the fucking pen tool when you should have fucking learned that like beforehand. Mm -hmm. Not only, and, and then, and then, so I noticed that, right? So I'm like, already, like, what the You're fuck? You're about to make everyone drop out of but college. But what am I doing in college, uh-huh. right? What the fuck am I doing? So then you didn't need to get an internship till your last year. I got an internship right away. Mm-hmm. So my internship was with Mod Worldwide, a husband and wife couple that were designers, and all the new apartment buildings popping up in Philly, they were securing those contracts. Mm-hmm. So dude, they were getting marketing bills for like $700,000. And then from that, they would allocate where the marketing goes to, whether there's, they're doing a big thing on the side of a building, right. whether they're doing rail cars, whatever they're doing to advertise like the new 405 estates on Parkway or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I started seeing them and realizing that like, oh wait, I, I have the design part. Like I can do everything they can do. Looking at them on the backside, it was like, their bookkeeping, their negotiation, how they dress, how they carry themselves, how they talk with clients. Mm. Like that was so much more important than design. Design was fucking easy. I'd been going to school for 15 minutes and I could do the design work that they did. But them on the backside, how like the wife was super pretty and she would like 
she was like the true artist and he was just like the bro and how they played off each other and was like, whoa, they're like a marketing team marketing themselves with a design skill and this is how they're fucking making. And they were crushing, dude, mm. fucking crushing. So I learned that and then looking at the cost that I was spending on school, but then yeah, man, seeing people in school that either their parents were paying for it mm -hmm. or they were on some kind of like weird fucking scholarship. Which there's nothing wrong with either of those. No, 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 no. There's mm -hmm. nothing wrong with either of those. But there is something wrong with if you get a scholarship because you're – let me think a good way to put it. Um, you looked at me like I was going to say something really I have really no weird. clue where you're going uh, with so it. There was a, so so there, was a bunch of, there was a bunch of people in school that I looked at and I was like – because I was paying for $26,000 a year. And uh -huh. I looked at them and said, how the fuck do you afford this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for them not to care it's made me realize face, that like, yeah. okay, cool. They're, they're either getting some kind of subsidy, some kind of grant, mm -hmm. something for not having enough money. And I was looking at it like, well, I don't have any fucking money. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. this is just racking up debt just because my parents, you know, disqualified me because I think together they made $110,000. And it was like, yep, mm -hmm. if your parents make over a hundred, you're disqualified. Um, bingo bongo done now we're here but yeah and that's why I dropped out dude because I took the reason I dropped out of school was because I took my internship too early so I went from I, I didn't go through the, the school experience of realizing like my teachers were fucking losers mm -hmm. so right away John and Nina I watched them and realized right away I was like oh no this is the real world mm -hmm. school's the fucking fake world I'm out of here yeah. I'm going to go make some real fucking money. I think I took my internship sophomore year. And then at the end of junior year is when my advisor asked me if I wanted to drop out. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That was my college path. Because your, cause your work was so Because I was busy. Yeah. With, I was missing school because I had work. Yeah. And like I was missing school because I was traveling or doing whatever. Every year we went to Seamus. So like I missed right around. So you, yeah, you were. Right around final. I was already doing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and he was like, do you want to be here next year? And I was like, ah, I feel like I should finish. Yeah. I came all this way. It's like, all right, cool. What the fuck? It's like, well, you're already doing everything that like you're setting up to do. Like, but I feel like I came all this way and I should yeah. finish this. I feel like your yeah. guy's supposed to teach me something, but yeah, it's not for now, everybody. I, I, I got a weird, I don't school. I mean, so that was my experience with school. Right. And then, so I left and I actually had a couple so I went to school prior to, I don't even know if you know this. I went to school prior to like digital essentially. So you got to think uh, I yeah, was in right, school right, in like right. 2003 and four. So they were heavily teaching me print production. Print, yeah. Right. So they're teaching me print, 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 you know, uh, what's that one program that no one uses InDesign? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like heavy InDesign teaching me. And I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. And like a lot of illustrator and stuff like that. And it was like, well, I feel like everything's on the internet and they're like, no, no, no. Print will never die. We, like, we, my, I went to college, uh, 2006, 2010 and we were like the transition of it. Yeah. Like when we went in, we were heavily learning print, um, digital print. And then that transition toward the end where it was like more focused on web and stuff yeah. like that. So we weren't focused on web at all. And when we graduated, you got out there and it was back when flash first came out. Mm -hmm. Every single, um, graphic designer need to know flash. Yeah. And dude, we learned nothing. So I dropped out year one. I hate it. Flash. I started printing t-shirts. I started doing all this stuff and then, uh, you know, actually got a job at QVC. So 
all the kids that graduated with me, the ones that aren't like really famous tattoo artists now, <laughs> all hit me back up and they were like, hey, we want to sue the school. And I was like, why are you suing the school? And they're like, well, we want to sue the school because we have all this debt and they taught us, we essentially paid over $100,000 for skills yeah. that don't really exist anymore. And I was like, what? Well, that's up to the person well, I, that progress, no, no. right? And then I was like, well, I saw this happening and I left and then I learned everything on my own. Yeah. It's like, just because just cause you went to school and wasted your time and money doesn't mean the school's responsible. Like, you're still accountable to like, yeah. take a look around and realize that like, hey, these skills don't, aren't going to matter to me. Yeah. You know? I don't know, man. That's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. So no, I never thought I'd be a teacher because I always looked at, there was one teacher. There was one teacher that, uh, I had two teachers. Let me, let me say that. Two teachers. One of them was an illustrator mm -hmm. and he would hand draw stuff in pencil, which looking back now is crazy. <laughs> like you're teaching me Photoshop and illustrator, but he would hand illustrate things. Yeah. So they would call him up and he had like weird contracts with like other, oh, yeah, other firms. So like he would get called up and he'd have to draw like four strips of bacon. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, and I remember that one specifically cause it seems so weird. So, or like a nurse, um, a nurse carrying two trays incorrectly. Mm -hmm. Like, so all those weird illustrations that you see and you're like, I wonder who does those. Yeah, like when you get on an airplane and you look at the Delta, like safety exactly. card and you're like, who draws all this shit? Yeah. Who is the artist that's sitting around being like, bah, 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 uh -huh. bah, bah. so back then and dude, he would get paid like per illustration, one between one hundred and two hundred dollars. So I remember hearing, for one hundred dollars, he drew four strips of bacon, mm -hmm. and he was like, and I was like, well, how much work do you get? He's like, essentially as much as I want. So I'll normally do two projects a night. And I remember thinking, like, this dude draws a little bit every night in pencil, yeah, and then I guess scans it and sends it to the team, and he makes two hundred dollars for fucking doodles. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized, like. That's when I realized, like, okay, cool. You can make money with art. You just need to figure out how to do it your way. Was that the first time you realized it? Um, that, was one, that was one of the major, major breakthroughs. Yeah. And then, again, my internship where, dude, I was just seeing invoice after invoice after invoice um, come through. What's, like, the first big freelance job you got? I guess it doesn't even need to be necessarily big, but... Um, Cause I'm sure you did freelance between flag and so I, I guess I had two big freelance jobs. I picked up two. One was like a, a downtown medical agency that I applied for. Um, they were right by like Rittenhouse square. It was like uh -huh. a giant, uh, medical place. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand anything they were talking about. Like the lead designer was the one who made the Lexmark printer logo. Really? Yeah. That's so like he was, he was super proud of that. Like he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like that's how he opened as a uh -huh. designer. He's like, I designed the Lexmark and I was like... Weird way. So I was like, whoa, that's incredible. Looking back now, it was like, as a, uh -huh. why are you telling this little kid that? Like mm -hmm. he was just trying to be, you know, a super designer. But they were designing like the boringest shit. Um, and so I was still in school when I got this. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they, I applied for the job. They didn't hire me because they thought I was too young but they wanted to hire me as a freelancer. Um, Probably works out. So I had to make good in a lot I had to of make ways. posters for them, but I I, like I don't think posters. I, yeah, I don't think I was quoting right. But a bunch of things that like I didn't understand, mm -hmm. like um, they had a patient portal, and but I didn't understand what the portal was. So 
and they didn't really explain it to me. And back then portals didn't really exist. Yeah. So they were like, yeah, this one's about the patient portal so they can access information. So just make a poster about that, but didn't give me any copy or anything. And I remember I just bombed because I was just sitting there and I was like Googling portals and all I was getting was like black holes and space. Yeah, because you went to be a designer yeah. And instead, they turned you into like a copywriter. They turned me into everything. They like, yeah. th- like looking back now, that was fucked up. They threw me to the wolves and they were like, yeah, a portal. And he kept being like, hey, let's see your rough drafts. And eventually I was just like, I don't like it's so I was like, so wait, people can access this portal and what's in there. He's like, they're information. And I was like, I, I, like looking back now, it should have just been a photo of a woman using a computer. Yeah. But for me, back then, like my brain was trying to creatively for my first job comprehend what a portal was. Try to somehow make an image of someone going into a portal to (laughs) access information. Because I could I just couldn't really wrap my head around Uh what a portal was, right? It's like right now if someone was like uh, right before NFT started, it was like it's a blockchain image that exists that everyone can see, but it's only yours because the pixels are specific to you and no one can change them, but you can also just screenshot it, make a poster of it. You'd be like, Bleh. yeah. So it was, it was like that. Um, so that was my first job. Now I applied for that job the same week I applied for another job. What was other so job? the other job was weird. It was a graphic designer for a DVD company. Very specific, very specific. And I was like, the yeah, blockbuster. No. So at that point in time, I was part of a group called speed freaks uh-huh. and I was designing all of their, uh, it was almost like a CKY can't kill yourself or something like that. Like the original BAM stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but of automobiles, right? Automobiles doing, you know, drifting and fucking fighting each other and setting dumpsters on, dumpsters on fire, like kid shit. Mm. And I was, um, I was doing the graphic design for the fucking insert for the insert. And the, and I, you know, it's cool. Cause you could do something you held, holding your hand and being Physically part of it. Hold it yeah. So I was like, yeah, I can do this. So I went there. But that's all the information I had. So it was in this, it was downtown on the waterfront, right past like Egypt and the water, like Egypt. like three more blocks down. Didn't you bounce there or Yeah, something? I bounced there for a while. Egypt, on, my dad works right down there. Um, or did. So I went there and this is a weird story. So this is the same week. So one, I was with the Lexmark printer guy. Uh-huh. And like the next day after school, between classes, I took a train down, got it was off. like early 2000s, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is like 2003 three maybe mm-hmm. maybe two i don't if know if you were still in school yeah maybe 2002 maybe 2003 and went downstairs or went and the guy was like hey um i text i texted him and i didn't have an iphone i had like a motorola razor motorola something no it was like a motorola knockoff blackberry okay so it wasn't a blackberry it was like the motorola weird version so uh-huh. i was like texting i was like hey man i'm, I'm here um i don't like, I don't know where to go. And he's like, oh, come upstairs to the fifth floor. I was like, okay. But it was like, the building was weird. Yeah. It was a weird fucking building. So right away, I'm like, all right. Like, I don't, he, okay. So I go upstairs to the fifth floor and uh, I text him again. I'm like, I, like, what room on the fifth floor? He's like, the end of the, ha- turn right, go the end of the hallway. And it's the, the cracked open door. And I was like, and at this point in time, I'm, I feel weird. Mm-hmm. Like my spider senses are like tingling. This it just felt, it didn't feel like an office building. It just felt fucking weird. Yeah, It felt like a random building on Delaware. It felt like a, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, this is fucking weird. Right. So I was like, all right. So I turn right and I go down and there's one door cracked open and I was like, all right. So I like slowly push it open and there's 
I'm, I'm, I'm a little foggy on this memory, but there was like a receptionist desk, mm. but nothing, just the desk, like a receptionist desk where it was like, there was no office. There was no little rug. There was no nothing. It was just like this thing. And I was like, so what do I do now? Cause there's no one there. Mm. It's like, do I walk deeper into this room? And at this point in time, I was like, all right, cool. I'm now ready to fight. Like yeah. I went from being on a job interview to being like, I'm fucking ready. I know that I'm going to swing first, like all that. Right. Mm. So I'm like ready to fight. And uh, the guy's like, Oh, in, in here. I was like, God damn it, man. Like, cause it took me so long to get down there that I'm not going to bail now. And I'm like, yeah, I am a bigger kid. So like, I, you know, I can defend myself. So I walk through like the next door and it's this big giant room with a window overlooking like almost like a party room with like couches and stuff. But it, same thing. It was like staged. Like it wasn't, it wasn't, it was almost like our lobby is right now. Uh-huh. Like there's no like personal touches. It was just like couches with table. And there was a guy there um, and giant window overlooking Delaware Ave and then into the water. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this room's like pretty dope. He's like, oh, make yourself. He's like, oh, sorry. It's harder to find. And I was like, it's all right, dude. Like, whatever. So I sit down and he's like talking to me about like what, what I've designed for. And I, I, I pull out my portfolio and I'm showing him and I'm like letting my guard down. And then he was like, okay, cool. I just want to show you what we're designing. He's like, uh, do you have any like limitations or anything like that? And I was like, well, I've only been doing this for a little bit. And he's like, no, no, no. Like, do you have any, like any other limitations? And I was like, uh, Is this like a porn shoot or something? no, I don't have any other limitations. And then he pulled out of his bag, like a stack of four DVDs and they were porn DVDs. Nice. And, um, I was like, okay. And then he pulled out his, no. Okay. It wasn't the stack of DVDs. It was, a like a trapper keeper. Okay. And in the trapper keeper, uh, there was, when you open it up, it was the plastic pages, but of the label of the, like almost like that's how they kept documentation of everything. So he sets that down and I was like, huh. And I was like a very polite kid. Like Uh I didn't speak up. I always tried to play cool. I always wanted to make sure that like, I didn't make a fuss. And I was like, huh? Okay. And he was like turning the pages and he's like, so can you do this? And I'm like, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of this is just, it's just pen tool and and bad graphics. Yeah, I can, Uh (laughs) I can do this. And I was like, um, okay, yeah. Uh, like it was just, I couldn't process what yeah, was yeah. going on. And I was like, so what, what, what exactly would you want me to do? He's like, oh, well, a lot of the covers, um, a lot of watermarking photos. Um, and I was like, okay. Uh, he's like, you know, we just have so many photos and they get used all over so we can watermark them. It's a great opportunity to sell batches. Yeah. And I was like, I still didn't really understand that. I was like, okay, sell batches of watermarked photos. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I could do this. And it was at a time when I was living with my parents. Mm-hmm. So we had moved out of Westchester and we were living with my, I lived with my parents for like four months, I think. Like as I was going to school and we were house shopping. So mm-hmm. before we were married. So I was like, yeah, I think I can do this. But in my head, I'm thinking to myself, like my, my, my computer's set up in the, in the dining You're room. You're going to have to hide it. Like yeah. how do I edit porn mm. and I just wanted to make money like I didn't yeah, give a yeah. fuck so he's like oh let me give you a, a, a tour and like he started showing me and it was just all these little offices like almost like they were little corporate offices like but they studios. all just had beds in them with lights Jesus. and like tissues and like lotion and stuff and, and there was like six rooms like that mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god I was like so you guys film this here he's like, yeah <laughs> it's like okay um yeah I, I can watermark photos I don't 
did you get yeah. the job? And then he finished with asking me if, uh, he's like, oh, you do photography too, right? Oh. And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, dude, we have crazy parties here. Could you shoot the parties? <laughs> and I was like, I don't, I don't know like, if my girlfriend, I, I would have to like, think about that. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, okay. Just like a weird, because i you know, still trying to process what's going on. So I got back to my house, and he was like, all right, bro, I need to get started right away. So like, when I got home, there was an email of a, uh, a folder with like, fucking 5,000 images in it and like they were just like more like feet porn and I guess I don't know big batch Weird. of f- foot porn thing and he's like yeah watermark all these and I was like whoa in 2004 mm-hmm. or three so Photoshop was still a little early on early on so there wasn't way to stuff. like automate and batch all these big things and I was like oh my god so I need to like copy and paste flatten and save all of these. Did like, they pay good? Uh, so then he said, well, how much per? Oh, like, he was letting you call it. Or he was like, and, and he's like, yeah, he said, give me a quote on it. And I was like, well, I don't know how to fucking quote this. And I'm like, so it's like four keystrokes, right? Like, what do you, what would you get paid for four keystrokes? Me? Well, I, I, I don't know. Right, exactly. To, to sit there and just essentially be a fucking robot, I was like, I don't know, like five cents, like per, like per, I was like, because I got to like buy a hard drive mm. and like get them back to you on a hard drive. And like there's traveling and I'm here for hours. Um, and I think he was like trying to get me to say like a hundred bucks for all of them or yeah, something yeah. like that or 50 bucks for all of them. So we went back and forth and negotiated. Um, and by the time we got done negotiating, I realized that he was just trying to get me to do it almost for free, thinking that like I would be excited that it was pornography. Yeah. And I didn't care and had bills to pay. So it fell through. Oh, damn. Those are my first two design jobs. That was crazy. Yeah. How about yours? I never did porn. <laughs> right? I mean, right. You're asking me? <laughs> You're like, right? I mean, my first what? Uh, Your first big design job. Probably doing, in high school, I designed, uh, we were merging with the women's, with the girls' school, and I designed the sports the athletic logo. Wait, what? I didn't get paid for oh, it. Like a... So I went to a boys high school. Did they touch you? No, it's just boys. Hmm. And then two years in, we merged with the sister school that was just girls. So we were essentially becoming a new identity. And then I designed the sports logo that was like on all the jerseys, on all the helmets, on everyone's <laughs> bumper sticker and fucking South Philly and on ESPN and just everywhere. Oh, wow. So I didn't get paid for it. You're like it, famous. No. I don't know if I'd say I'm famous, but. Child labor. Yeah. I like drew it at lunch one day and then gave it to the dude and then we made it into the logo. That was pretty cool. That was like my first. That was my first time seeing like, oh, I guess, yeah, someone does have to design this. It, it goes through someone before it's just the fucking Eagles logo, you know? So that was neat. That was early in high school. I was also like airbrushing shit in high school, making money doing that. Making custom t-shirts. Mm-hmm. And now look at me, still nope. making custom t-shirts. <laughs> look at you. Progressing. You can't get away from That was like a, uh, a thing that didn't really exist in my school. What? Like the airbrush t-shirts. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying to remember. I went from airbrushing shirts, and then I realized I couldn't airbrush enough of them. Yeah. So that's when I started screen printing. Scalability. Yeah. How to vertically integrate 
Whoa. My life. Whoa. All right. So, yeah, that's that. What else is going on? Uh, now tra- that we know about your porn career. Yeah, it was short-lived. Um, I travel a lot. When? All the time. Yeah. I was, I was gone last weekend. I was in Mexico for like 18 hours. Felt sort of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Except for I didn't realize how many people ask you like your time frame. What do you mean? Like how long are you here? Yeah. So like if you meet anyone, they're like, oh, when did you get here? I was like, last night. I'm like, oh, how long? Are you? That's so great. You're gonna have such a great time. How long are you staying? And I was like, I'm <laughs> headed to the airport now. And they were like, what? So a lot of that. Um, and I'm going to Cookie Fest. This weekend. This weekend. Um, which I don't know what to expect. But Cookie Fest. And then you're back here for a week. No. So Sunday I'm flying to Texas with oh, Rollins. yeah, yeah. yeah. In his uh, in his TTX to pick up my TTX. Tell people f- what that is. Airplane. I'm mm-hmm. flying that back Monday. You're flying your airplane back here Monday. Yeah. What happens with the other airplane? Let me they, get it. No, they took it already. I traded it in. Oh really? Damn. Yeah. I was really pumped because they traded it in and they traded it in very. They're like, yeah, we'll just give you your money back. So I paid like three hundred and eighty. I'm I'm sorry. Three hundred, maybe sixty-five thousand for that plane for the old one for the for the one eighty-two, and then I was like, "Oh, what would you give me for buyback?" And they're like, "The same price." Damn. And dude, it was so like. There Do was they no, all work like that? Airplanes? No, there was no wow. stress of selling it. But now that I w- I've been looking, I realize that like if I would have sold it, I probably could have made like forty grand. But then you would have to go through like the hassle. The, the hassle of dealing with all that shit. Yeah. Um, so what's the difference between the new plane and that plane? Like so the, big difference. the old plane is, uh, you know, cruise speed was about 150 miles an hour and it was high wing, which is really nice for like locally. Mm. Like you can like see all the mountains and look around and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's nice and slow and you can land it back country and things like that. Well, if you want to. Um, and the new one is a little bit faster. So my old cruise speed, and once again, they list all sorts of cruise speed, but like realistic speed. So mm-hmm. realistic speed, like, to the wheels. Yeah, to the wheels. Would be like 150 for me. And now I'm at like 220-ish, right? That adds up, right? Yeah, so that adds up. So it's like sort of like the fastest. Um, and then also like for tax reasons, I was able to write off fucking uh, a lot of money. Damn. So. That's what I'm missing then. Yeah, yeah. I need to buy a plane for tax reasons. I mean, Yeah. Or something that I could actually use since I can't fly an airplane. Well, I mean, do you have, are you set up as like a LLC or anything? No, I think I should this year. Yeah, though. set up Austin Ragnos as an LLC because I, I like 1099 you to a lot of yeah. businesses. Get wrecked. Get wrecked. And then what you, what you do is like I can just write those to the businesses. And then like at the end of the year, like if you need, um, if you need like a giant write-off, you just buy a vehicle over 6,000 pounds and yeah. boom, that would just like wipe away all of that. Are vehicles over 6,000 pounds? Vehicles? Yeah, it depends. But that, uh, over 6,000 pounds is like a truck, right? Uh, a big truck. So the 4Runner was over that? It was? Yeah. 4Runner was like 60. My taco is probably not though. No, I, th- I think you're, I don't know. Tacoma weight? I know Bronco's not because I looked that up. What does a Tacoma weigh? Oh, let me guess. Uh, 
5,555 pounds. Oh, wow. Was that uh, right? So it ranges from 3,900 to 44. Oh, damn. Yikes. So I need a big truck. Yeah. So like Drew's truck, uh, that was my 450. The too rap- big. The Raptor. Way too big. Um, yeah, too big for you. Mm-hmm. The Raptor, um, the Hummer was written off this year. The Hummer is like 9,000 pounds. <laughs> the Hummer's, that Hummer's thing looks a lot. so heavy. It's, it looks really heavy, right? What are What is a... I should get a smaller car and put stuff in it to make it heavy. You could also lease. You can write off a lease. That de- doesn't depend on the weight? Uh-uh. Really? So that, that goes around the weight limit. So like weight limit, you can fully depreciate in a year. Once again, guys, I'm not a tax professional. I'm probably just talking shit. I might say something <laughs> wrong. But this is generally how like I do taxes, and then my tax guy fixes what I say. You can fully write off a lease? Yeah, you can fully write off a lease. Really? So like if you were to lease the Pana mm-hmm. and strictly drive it for business... Uh, and say your lease was a thousand dollars a month, you would be able to write off that thousand. Well, the tricky part is like, what's strictly driving it for business, right? Well, you have two vehicles, mm-hmm. so you could say, "Hey, I drive the Tacoma for personal, and I only use the Pana to get back and forth to work, to the golf course, to look cool." Yeah. Well, the government doesn't ask you those questions. No. Could you imagine if they did? I, they, they do at some point. Like, if you get audited, they can fuck you up, man. I wonder if they're understanding. No, they're not. They're, if you're like, no, I needed no. this watch because it keeps up my image. No, 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 doesn't no. doesn't work that no, way. No, 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 no. Rolex, I saw an article on Hypebeast that Rolexes were like the highest appreciating asset of the last decade or some shit. Yeah, highest appreciating plus the inflation right now. Yeah, they're crushing it. I'm up 106%. Are you really? On my personal collection. Wow. Makes me wish I would have bought more. You know, so me too. But, oh well. I broke my AP. No. Yep, my my uh, my steel one. How? Um, the bracelet? No, the bracelet's already ripped. I have a new bracelet for it. I broke one of the buttons off. How? Because I hit it on everything, dude. Because I'm an active ding, I'm an active individual. No, the one of the buttons fell off. Jesus. So you know how it has like the two big flat buttons with the center fucking knob? Yeah. The bottom flat button. Uh, I was in Mexico and I like looked at it and it was just missing. That sucks. So. I, I wonder how f- much that is the service. I know <laughs> Fuck the, me. I know the first time you hit your new AP. I w- yeah, my gold one, I wore it for five minutes, and I, I hit it against yours. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bro, if you look at that watch already, I've ruined it. No, you've worn it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've worn it in. I've yeah. definitely, I've definitely um, all of my appreciation and value <laughs> has, been, has been removed. But, I mean, what are we looking to do here? So, Aaron, um, Aaron wrote... Uh, my friend Aaron, who's in prison right now, mm-hmm. uh, can email me now. So instead of like old school writing letters, he emails. And that was one thing. <laughs> what, he, what's the web address it comes from? Is it like something cryptic and weird? No, it's like Cor, Cor, Cornonos or and something. just like numbers and shit. Yeah, I mean, it's, I can show it. But he, he wrote something about food and like the things he appreciates and like the things that he misses and everything like that. And he specifically wrote like, I don't miss a single car, a single watch, a single nice thing. Yeah. He's like, I miss, you know, uh, all of these different, and he listed like all these different moments that he keeps going back to that he can't wait to like experience again. Jesus. Um, but he specifically wrote like, I don't miss any of my expensive watches or it's like, yeah, of course not. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that people get caught up in is they think that like, uh, Things materialistic things are like change your life. It's something like it's going to mean a lot more. That's why I remember the moment that you and I hit 
our watches together. Mm-hmm. Um, Where are Marlon? For you guys, know, yeah. <laughs> for you guys, that, <laughs> <laughs> fucking assholes, right? <laughs> um, so I bought a gold AP as an investment piece, but I, I wear it, and um, <laughs> that's that. I guess that's it. It's it. <laughs> the the it costs more than nine eleven. Yeah. For if example. you want more details, you it's, could join CCV where we. Talk more yeah, where we talk like actual numbers. Shit. I just don't want to say how much it costs because it it sounds like a dickhead thing. Yeah. Um. So I spent a lot of money on it and then instantly wore it for an hour. And you and I were in the hallway and like we walked into each other mm-hmm. and our watches smashed together. Yeah. And I don't know which one you were wearing. I was wearing this. Okay. But so mine mine was like eight times as much as that. Probably. Yeah. So like you, I remember seeing your face and I don't think I even acknowledged it. <laughs> No, but I brought it up later. Like, so like I saw your face. I think I like, apologized. You're like, like <gasps> ten minutes later, and then ten minutes later, you're like, and I was like, bro, I don't fucking care. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit's just—it's nothing more than like, I'm trying to celebrate some wins, and whether it's celebrating a win through something like that, but I can also make good investments. And watches right now are just fucking phenomenal investments. Watches, uh, cars, houses. Yeah. Airplanes, apparently. Yeah. Made all your money back on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I made not, not only did I get all my money back, but I saved uh, on my taxes. I saved like so by buying that airplane for three sixty. I think I saved like fucking what, like so, close to three hundred thousand dollars in taxes. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So that airplane cost me sixty grand of company money to purchase. I was like, yeah, I'd much rather have an airplane than give the government fucking three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And, you know, very useful, man. Very useful airplane. I wonder how much things I said in this podcast that can get me in trouble. Uh, Probably a lot of it. The government doesn't listen. So listen, guys, I don't know anything about taxes. Don't listen to me. I definitely don't know anything about taxes. No. I'm fucking stupid. You know how to be an artist. Yeah. I don't know anything about real estate. I don't know anything about taxes. And I don't mind announcing that. No. You know, I think you can get. I'm learning, though. Yeah. I'm trying to learn real estate. Yeah, Cause me, I, me I, too. Because I want a new house, and it changes Did, you, did you look at that new house? No, there was like they, they wanted to lease it back, and I said, absolutely fucking not. Well, they would have paid down a year of your things. Yeah, they would have given you a year to have buyer's remorse. Exactly, yeah. and I have like the world's worst buyer's remorse ever, ever. I have buyer's remorse on shit I don't even buy. But Wait, did I show you the photo of me getting to Mexico the other day? Was it? So I, I went to like, Mexico. So listen, the airport was crowded. So I bought I a, that. I bought a, uh, I bought a house in Mexico, right? And I did it very spur of the moment. I was like, let's look at houses. The second house I saw, I put an offer in. Boom, got it. And like all of a sudden, it's like, wow! I just spent a lot of money because I was excited in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna make sense financially. It's gonna make sense. It's a good investment. Blah blah blah. But going back down there, flying, um, not being able to book good flights. So I booked my flight. I missed my first connection because hashtag Montana. Classic. Leaving Montana is impossible. Missed my first connection, had a giant layover, got another flight, landed, waited in uh, like security for an hour. Like stand, standing in line. So it normally takes 15 minutes to get through customs down there. Yeah. The line went all the way to the back and then up the escalator. So oh, they actually Jesus. turned the escalators off so you could stand on the escalator. That's not okay. I was like, oh, the escalators are off. I was like, oh, it's because if it was on, it would like just funnel people down into each other and everyone would die. Yeah. So that's when I knew it was bad. That took an hour and then getting through the next one took forever. Went outside. The line for the taxis was like, 
fucking looked like an hour. And there was some guy with a limo uh, sign. And I was like, bro, what if I get a limo right now? Can we leave right now? And he was like, yes. I was like, how much to this hotel? <laughs> and he was like, $100. I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I landed him 100 bucks, and I'm, all of a sudden I'm in some limo with flashing lights by myself. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. I think you posted it or something. So, and then we go to the hotel. And the whole time, dude, buyer's remorse? Yes. Because all I can think about is like, wait, is it this hard to Every always, time, like, yeah. this is such a big hassle. I was traveling at that point in time from, uh, I left my house at 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. And it was like 4.30. Yeah. So I was like, wow, 12 and a half hours? Like, I can't just come down here for the weekend. I should have bought a house in Arizona. Um, you know, look at me over here bitching about buying a house in Mexico <laughs> and it taking too long to get to. But I had all that buyer's remorse of like, is it always going to be this hard to get here? Yeah. Did I make a mistake? Because like, how does it work? Because so what everyone asks me whenever I do anything, and uh, I'm listening to uh, the gap in the gain right now that yes. you made me to, and they're talking about having to come up with narratives of why you do things mm-hmm. when when really you're just like, well, no, I just want to. And I think even when I said I was buying the house in Mexico, Drew was like, wait, why do, why do you need that? What, why couldn't you just go down and, and I have such a hard time saying like, oh, I don't need it. I just want it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're talking about like the false narratives and like the fiction that you create to sort of like justify it and how silly that is when you should just really be like, no, I just, I just want it. That's why I do all these things because I want that. But I feel like I have to explain myself a lot because I'm at a point in time where I set larger goals and I chase those fucking goals. Mm -hmm. So if I want to get another truck or another fucking car, or if I want to start another business or build another building or whatever I want to do, do I need to do it? No. But I want to. Explaining it, I think, in the right context just helps you kind of think through it, too. Yeah. As long as it's not, like, done detrimentally. Yeah, I'm not done the book yet. So, if you were to fly your plane... It'd take way too long. So, it's like 2,400 miles. Um, I'd need to stop a lot. Really? Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, what customs looks like. Fucking nothing. Like, when I see Josh Snow go all these places... Is he, he's not going through customs, right? Nothing. So, so if you customs, were to fly private to Cabo. Yeah. So there's a separate airport because we dropped off uh, Sean and Sachs at that airport. Uh-huh. And pretty much you tell them the tail number and then they let you through and you drive out on the field. You drive right up to the airplane and they put their bags on the airplane. We drove back and then they... Uh, they just had to show their passports. And that's it. They need. Oh, that was kind of like when we took the when we went on the boat to. Yeah. Bahamas. Okay. So it's a lot like that. Okay, like I how remember. casual that was, where yeah, it was just yeah. like, "Hey, you're in the Bahamas. Let's see your passports." And like, someone gathered them all up, walked them out, and showed them to the guy. And he was like, "Okay." He didn't come on the boat and say, "Like, look at our faces." Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's a lot like that. And then you get on, and then you have to land, um, at like a port of entry. So. So like you wouldn't be able to land in Kalispell. You'd have to land somewhere with yes. customs. Yes, uh, an AOP, I believe it's called. So I think that's in like a Drake song. Yeah. The F-O bit, the F-O You're just making things up now. No, um, he always raps about that right. shit. So yeah, so we would come across, I'd probably land somewhere, I don't know, in like Arizona Denver or something like that. Something. No, probably Arizona. I, why would I go all the way over to Denver? We know why, because I don't know the map. Oh, I just assume yes. Denver is like the closest airport because that's where we always fly to. <laughs> no, no, no. So you have the option of landing anywhere else. So I'd land it somewhere, probably in Arizona, um, get off, go to the bathroom, get some coffee. They they've like normally have like a bar in those FOBs and then take back off. 
and land here. Nice. But that's I just need a bigger plane. Because then you can fly faster. You need that fucking thing you showed me yesterday. That's that's the same size as my plane. Really? Yeah. There's guys locally. So just fill you in. There's guys locally that make are making an airplane. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's but like listen, air the, the people listening here don't know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, they weren't in the office. You'll, you'll see it on my story. Um, sat next to or George sat next to a guy and was like, oh, what do you do? Or the guy asked George where he lived because George was wearing shorts and it was negative five outside. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, I, I live here. Um, and he's like, that guy's wearing shorts too or whatever. And pointed at me. And the guy was like, what do you do? And George was like, I'm a marketer. Um, and he's like, oh, I need a marketer. I'm building airplanes. And he's like, wait, you're building airplanes? And George is like, actually, Rob's the best marketer <laughs> in the world. And um, he flies airplanes. And then I got off the plane. And this guy was like, you're, so you're the best marketer in the world? And I was like, well, who? That's a lot to live up to. That's told, a big title. Who told you that? And he's like, this guy. And George like, was like smiling, <laughs> shaking his head. And I was like, yeah, man, I mean, I'm pretty good. Christ. But fuck, like, I'm not the best in the world. I was like, but sounds cool. So he gave me a rundown of his airplane. It does like one third of the fuel burn of a normal plane. And it flies in the 300s, which is like insanely fast. Um, But he's putting an LS7 in it, which I don't know how those work at elevations of like 12,000 feet. So you also don't want to be the one to test that out. I'll test that shit. Really? Yeah. Damn. You go out like a hero. See, no, yeah, because I would safely land, everything would be fine. <laughs> yeah. I you guess can't so. live in fear, my friend. I know. I have a weird, I always live in fear. Okay, good. And not live in fear. I think Final Destination ruined me. Really? The movie. Yeah. I always think, like, this light fixture is going to fall out of the ceiling and, like, cut my head open at, like, the perfect angle where I die instantly. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I always think trees are going to fall on my house. Like, I, I don't know. It's weird. Like, if there's a knife on the counter and Nadia's, like, cooking vegetables and it could be, like, fucking three feet onto the counter. Yeah. I'm like, hey, move that. That shouldn't be sitting on the counter. There's dogs <laughs> right there. Like, I always... I don't know why. So, you picture, like, the knife falling off and cutting your dog in half? Literally. Okay. It's, uh, yeah. It's, it's weird. So, you just... You just live in fear all the time. I don't know if it's living in fear. I think I just always foresee the worst. You know what? And something about you specifically uh-huh. is I feel like that does happen to you because you put that out there. Yeah. So when you're like, oh, I'm probably going to get hurt and smash and smash my head open. And then when we were doing the TV show, you I, smashed your head open. I did. Yeah. And then. I, I still have them episodes <laughs> on my computer. I got to figure out what I'm going to do. We with should those. watch. I don't know what's going on today, but we, I feel like we should watch episode one in the lobby for lunch. We have the Terrence release, the UDTC uh-huh. Terrence release. So this podcast will go up tomorrow, which is Wednesday. We have that today. And then we can we can watch. Oh, we should do like one episode every X amount of days. So I have a call at three o'clock and a call at four o'clock. Okay. So. Yeah, we can watch it at lunch. And a call at 12. What's the call at 12? I'm not on that. No, you're not. Okay. It's one of my secret projects that you're not on. Nice. <laughs> I have a call at 12 with a secret project, too. Really? Yep. What is it? It's a secret project. Is it on the calendar? No. It's, uh, I'm kidding. Oh, my, oh, you're joking. I was just trying to make it. You got funny like jokes. I, got, I know. On the show, I was, com- I was the comedian. Yeah, they're, they're, whenever anything wasn't going well and I was like frustrated. Can we upload those? They looked at you and they said, say something funny. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure we could just upload those on my channel. Really? What are they going to do? 
Actually, I don't know. I because doubt we can. they went out of business. So I can see that maybe I signed something that was like, these cannot be released. Yeah. Because if they, because I could see them like being like, we need to make all our money back or something like that. And then what? Selling our episodes? No, then suing me for $4 million. Oh. One of them. Wait, hold on. I'm confused. Don't oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. All right. Oh. Say goodnight, Dana. Wait, it's over? That's it. All right. What? Say goodnight, goodnight. Dana. Good night, Dana.